we've been in a series called Highlights. Can you say Highlights? And then what we've been doing is we've been going through the Gospel of John. And as we've been going through it, uh, Pastor Paul and I, we've really been doing our best to say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to highlight to us to share with the whole body? And so obviously we haven't read through the entire Gospel of John. Uh, Y'all got Bibles? You can do that. Amen? But what we have been doing is we've really been taking time to focus on the things that we feel like he's like, yep, share that. Yep, share that. And so today, the subtitle is Up Close and Personal. And you say Up Close and Personal. personal. We're going to start here in John chapter 13. We're going to read 1 through 17. And then we're going to go back and we're going to kind of take a look at various aspects of this portion of Scripture, okay? Let's go ahead and pull that up. Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And during supper... The devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had had handed all things over to him, and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper and laid his outer garments aside, and he took a towel and tied it around himself. Then he poured water into the basin and began washing the disciples' feet and wiping them with the towel which he had tied around himself. So he came to Simon Peter. And he said to him, this is Simon speaking, or this is Peter speaking, he says, Lord, you are washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing you do not realize right now, but you will understand later. And then in classic Peter form, you know, God bless you, Peter. Peter said to him, never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no place with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. He's going for it. He's like, all right, man, if if this is a matter of you in my life or not, all right, get the whole thing. Go for it. Jesus said to him, I love how there's just overcompensation. This is a good view of humanity. We just like overcompensate all the time. And then Jesus is like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. You know, because now Peter swung the other way. And then Jesus says, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. Otherwise, he is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who was betraying him. It was for this reason that he said, not all of you are clean. Then, when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are correct, for so I am. Love that he says, for so I am. So if I... The Lord and the teacher washed your feet, so also you ought to wash one another's feet. Let's keep going. 
For I gave you an example so that you would also do just as I did for you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. Let's read this next part together. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. If you know these things, you are blessed. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do, right? You see, it's interesting. The church has gotten so afraid of talking about works that we forget that we actually have some work. Hello? Like, we've got stuff to do in the earth, amen? But how many of y'all know that we're blessed if we do them? What this means is to walk in the calling of Christ is such a blessing, it's such a blessing. It's such a profound opportunity. But we are blessed in knowing and walking out service. Self-sacrificial, other-oriented, Christ-like, cross-like love that gets up close and personal. How many of y'all think washing someone's feet is up close and personal? To be honest, I can't tell you the last time, well, no, it's been recent. I wash True's feet all of the time. (laughs) Parenthood will teach you some things about service. You see, distant and vague service will not accomplish what up-close and personal service can. Distant and vague service or service feels safe. Doesn't require much of us. There's no risk in it. How many of you know to get up close and personal with people? You might get hurt. Anybody ever been hurt? trying to walk out what God's doing. And you can get hurt. It's a lot easier, easier, though long-term, you'll find out it's not easy. Because to live in, in, in the discontent of a life not centered around his call is excruciating. Complacency is painful. But self-sacrificial love, even if it is painful, it's the most beautiful thing you can experience. You know, I find it funny, a few things about um, this washing of the feet story. I find it funny that it's only recorded in the Gospel of John. You ever realize that? It's only found in the Gospel of John. How many of y'all know John is called the Apostle of Love? Yeah? You know, I don't know what was going on, and I don't want to judge the other, you know, writers of the Gospels at all, because guess how many Gospels I've written? You know what I mean? So, like, (laughs) so props, guys. You did good, you know? But I do find it interesting that none of the other ones recorded the Lord and Savior stooping down and washing people's feet. Why? Because this could have been considered disgraceful. How many of this is this is a picture of the cross. 
What Jesus did when he got down and wiped and washed their feet, this was a demonstration of what he would ultimately work out very soon on the cross. I also find it interesting that we regularly take communion as, communion as we were instructed to, but we don't wash each other's feet. Anybody? There's, there's this thing, it's called Maundy Thursday. Anybody ever hear of Maundy Thursday? Um, this is, so this is in denominational churches a lot of the time are the people who practice this. It's the Thursday before Easter. So you know how we have Good Friday? There's also Maundy Thursday. And this is where the actual act of foot washing happens. But even then, it's reserved to once a year. Just funny thing to observe. Now, again, no judgment. But I'm just saying, how come? How come? Why haven't we taken this? Well, because it's a metaphor, Stephen. Well, so is the body and the blood of Christ and the Lord's Supper. Amen? So, so obviously there's something here, and all I'm saying is perhaps, just maybe, we haven't gotten all that we could or should out of this tremendous thing that God has called us into. Maybe there's some room for revelation by the Spirit of God. Amen? You know, it's funny, um, Tertullian, he was this early church historian, and he recorded that they used to wash each other's feet prior to the reception of communion every time they took communion. Isn't that interesting? That self-sacrificial, other-oriented love was practiced in an act before participating in the perfect representation of self-sacrificial, other-oriented love in the cross when we are called to remember what Jesus did for us. I find it so beautiful that they used to do that. And again, I'm not saying so. Now we must make a ritual. That's not what I'm saying. We can implement this into our everyday lives. Women in the first century, women in the church, it was common practice. I don't know where the dudes were, you know. Um, but again, it's recorded that the women in the early church would go to marginalized people in their communities and just go and just wash their feet. How beautiful is that? I saw, this, I saw this video on one of the places you watch videos. I don't know which one it was. Um, but it was this dude who was just going around and being a barber to uh, people who didn't have a home. How wonderful is that? Just so disheveled. And then someone comes up and says, hey, 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 I got you. Anybody ever been near someone who hasn't had a home in some time? You know what else? They probably haven't had a bath or a shower can be kind of stinky. You can, have, you can have bugs and stuff on you. All sorts of stuff. What I'm saying is to get up close and personal is also to get potentially a little dirty. And to smell some things. <laughs> to experience some things. To touch some things. That maybe are considered dirty or other. You know, people talk about a call to arms. How about we talk about our call to feet? Hello? 
John 13, 2 through 5. Let's read it again. And during supper, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had handed all things over to him, and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper and laid his outer garments aside. And he took a towel and tied it around himself. Now, I know what you're thinking. He's, he's about to get Bruce Lee on these people. Anybody? Tie it around your waist. You're ready to go, baby. Y'all ever been in locker rooms? I think locker rooms, man, something's got to change. And maybe it has changed. But locker rooms, in my experience, were certified trauma. Holy moly, dude. Here's what y'all are going to do. is all these young men who are in various aspects of puberty, who have various sizes of various things. Right, we too what? Guys, we have these body parts. I don't know if you know this, but every man in here has a penis. Every woman in here has a vagina. Guys, these are not dirty words. Don't let the devil pervert things. I call my son's penis a penis. I don't call it a wee-wee. It's a penis. It's a God-given part of his body that he doesn't need to be ashamed of, but he needs to know how to use it correctly. Amen? I bless his sexuality in Jesus' name every night. Let's not hide from these things because they get perverted and abused and weird. Let's dive in and treat them the way God wants this stuff to be treated. Amen? Tangent on the human body. So, how many of y'all think that if Jesus had an enemy... Might have been Judas. Yet, he washed his feet. Yet, he washed his feet. We have a call to feet. And it's not a game. It has the power to transform the earth. We have a call to feet. Luke 6, 27 through 36. <laughs> so if you're new here, um, when I put words in bold, that's your invitation to read them with me. Um, most of the time, it's just like a snippet of a portion of scripture. But I was like looking like, okay, Lord, what part should I have people read with me? And it was just like all of it. Okay, cool. So here we go. Y'all ready? But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who are abusive to you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. And whoever takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Treat people the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Listen, I know the sign out there says, love church, but we're talking about a certain kind of love. I would say the only true kind of love, love himself. God, 
who loves indiscriminately, who loves dangerously, who puts himself on the line for those who put him on a cross. It's a different kind of love, amen? That's what this is getting at. For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those, and if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive the, back the same amount. Y'all ready? But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil people. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Here's a question. Are you kind to ungrateful and evil people? I'm not out here to judge you. I'm out here to invite you to hear, respond, receive, engage in the kind of love that the Holy Spirit will stir up in you. Honest, to be honest, it kind of terrified me after a couple of years giving my life to Jesus, realizing how mean we can be. I was dumbfounded. I mean, I was probably two years born again, and I just started to hear the things Christians were saying. And I couldn't even, like, I couldn't believe it. Mind you, I was two years old in him. How many of y'all know sometimes... Sometimes the newness, sometimes the things you experience when you initially receive Jesus as Lord, there's a reason why he says come back to your first love. Sometimes we put on a lot of stuff throughout this life. Some of us need to remember that if we're not acting in mercy, we've put on other stuff that is not of him. If we're being evil towards evil people, we are working in direct contradiction to Christ. Good overcomes evil. Evil does not overcome evil. And good overcomes evil by washing the feet of the person who's doing it. Amen, brother. Thanks, it was delayed. You got me, Nick. Let's just refuse to play by the enemy's rules. We've got something so much better. Let's not be... Let's not be the stereotype the world thinks Christians are. I refuse. I don't want to give up the name Christian, but sometimes, man, because of how people feel about us, it's very tempting. And not to say we don't follow Christ. We had this conversation earlier this week. Let's call ourselves Christians but act like Christ. Amen, church? Christian is like little Christ. We're a bunch of little Jesus, you know? We're the body of Christ in the earth. Let's embrace that. And let's blow all the stereotypes of judgment Let's blow it up. Let's blow it up by washing feet. I can't think of many things that look 
that look as self-sacrificial and loving as washing someone's feet. Often when people talk about enemies, they say, well, yeah, yeah, try putting yourself in their shoes. You know, how about we try washing their feet? You know, empathy is, empathy is a thing for sure. But it's one thing to just like view it and try to understand it. It's another thing to get up close and personal and help follow the spirit of God engaging in their life. Seeing him work, amen? This is how my life was changed profoundly. People who weren't afraid of my yuck. People who didn't think I needed to agree with them on everything before loving me and serving me. I was caught, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. This dude's family, Pastor Paul and his family, it was, I was like, why are y'all being so nice to me? Seriously, I mean, if I was going to put it in simple sinner terms, like, don't you know me? Don't you know I'm a druggie? Don't you know I'm a womanizer? Don't you know I'm like secretly critical, conniving, egotistical? Don't you know these things? And what's funny is, yeah, they knew them. But they were kind to evil and ungrateful people. Sometimes, great transformation occurs. Sometimes, the evil and ungrateful people go, whoa, I want what you've got. Sometimes they don't. Your call doesn't change. We don't write people off, amen? John 13, 5. Then he poured water into the basin and began washing the disciples' feet and, y'all ready, wiping them with the towel which he had tied around himself. So again, you want to talk up close and personal. Like, listen, if I was going to wash any of y'all's feet, now I'm not talking on the other side of this sermon, okay? But just naturally speaking, if, if someone was like, Stephen, wash their feet, and their feet were real dirty, I don't know if the, the thing I was going to dry off their feet with, I don't know if I would tie that around myself. It's a little too up close. You know what I mean? Like, that's close. Like, we're not going to have anybody come up here, but like, a towel maybe extends this far from yourself, because ain't nobody tying it the long, you know what I mean? It's like about this wide. So that means I'm like leaning in to feet that are here. There's a human right here. That's very close. That's very close. It's a lot closer than the kind of like, so God loves you. Clean your feet. Dry them off. God loves you. You know what? So, so God takes care. So, yep, just you go ahead and do that and embrace that. And yeah, everything will be real nice. We're called to get up close and personal. I mean, Jesus took his hands and put them on them stinky feet. Them stinky feet of an evil and ungrateful person. Hello? Like, like he, <laughs> and this wasn't the first time he had touched things which were considered unclean. Does anybody remember the lepers? Hello? There was a specific leper who he touched 
which was like, nope, not supposed to do that, Jesus. Well, listen here. Jesus is going to do what Jesus is going to do. He's Lord and Savior. And what he demonstrated is, no, 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 no. They need a touch. We're the body of Christ. People need a touch. They don't just need a cliche sentence posted on your Instagram. They need a touch. We can wash some feet. You want to know what a touch looked like for me? A touch looked like an invite into their home. Actually, to live there. I was super dumbfounded. It's like, yeah, Stephen, you know, I heard you don't have a place to stay. Don't know all that's going on, but we kind of know what's going on. I want you to know that God loves you. So there's that, and go ahead and take care of yourself, buddy. No, it's not where they stopped. God loves you, and you can come stay with us if you need to. That second part, the first part wasn't where I felt his love. The second part was. I didn't even take him up on the offer. But I knew, in that moment, I knew this isn't just platitudes. This is real. Love washes feet. James explicitly tells us, I don't have the reference up there. He says, don't say God bless people. Go be warm without giving them a blanket. We can't do that. There's enough words. There's enough speech. We are blessed not only if we know them, but if we do them. Let's wash some feet, church. Let's get up close and personal, amen? You see, it was common practice to provide a basin for your guests to wash their feet. That was common practice in the day. I don't know why they don't talk about washing the hands, you know. My mind goes, unless they're like eating with their, I'm just kidding, they weren't eating with their feet. But commonly, they were just providing the basin. They'd say, okay, go wash your feet. And that's what I'm saying is I feel like the church, a lot of us are just saying, there's the basin, go wash your feet. Jesus poured water into the basin, tied a towel around himself, and got to work. It's powerful. Galatians 6, 1 through 3. Brothers and sisters, if a person is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual are to restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself so that you are not tempted as well. Are you all ready? Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I like that last part in the Passion Translation. It says, you can read it with me if you want. If you think you are too important to stoop down and help another, you are living in deception. Again, some of us treat our temples like museums. We are temples of the living God. Amen? But it's not like, <laughs> ooh, you know, we're not like so fragile. Like, he's our foundation. And we can move confidently. 
don't have to be so afraid of getting dirt on stuff. Listen, I know from experience that fear of getting dirty disables you from serving in the way that you're called to. For example, how many of y'all think that truth should just be walking around with a poopy butt all day? There's like six of you who have an opinion on this. Do y'all think truth should just be walking around with a poopy butt all day? No. No, okay. Now I'm gonna level with you. There is not much that I like less than changing a diaper. I thoroughly despise it. I don't like poop. I don't like it near me. I don't like it on me. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way it looks. And it looks a variety of ways in the life of a baby. If you know, you know. And it's always changing, too. Hey, listen, this is good education for some of y'all. They, they wait to tell you this stuff until you have a child. The first poop is terrifying. It's black tar that, like, you have to, like, scrape off. It's a whole thing. Nobody tells you this stuff until you're there. And then you're like, no one told me this. I'm telling you this. I'm trying to do you a solid. But it's like, it's like a whole experience changing a diaper, especially a toddler boy's diaper. This guy has all sorts of things in his mind that diaper time is. Diaper time is let's dance time. Changing time is let's ask for the book that I'm inevitably going to throw down into the poop. <laughs> Diaper time is the time for aerobics, you know what I mean? The time to throw my hand down there and then get the hand, it's just a whole thing, man. <laughs> now here's the deal, I could let fear of doo-doo prevent me from changing my child's diaper. But how many of y'all know I would not be serving him in the capacity that I'm called to? How many of y'all know I would be doing true a tremendous disservice and all of you a disservice? Because you'd have to deal with it too. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Serving ain't clean. It ain't clean. You might get dirty. <laughs> Even if you do it, kind of like fearfully. When I first started changing diapers, I think I did the worst job. Because I was like, oh, 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 you know? Now, I'm like, what's gonna happen is gonna happen, let's go. I need another one, you know what I mean? I'm not scared. Some of us are so caught up in fear and timidity that we can't serve. We're not called to be like, God bless you. I want to help you, kind of. But I don't really want to take any risk. I don't want to engage with you relationally knowing that you might break my heart. I don't want to invest in you knowing that I might, I might have great loss. Give expecting nothing in return. Didn't we just read that? Self-sacrificial, other-oriented love. Some of us, um, 
are okay with being a washer but not a washee. You know? Some of us like playing the, let me help clean you. But we don't want to admit our need for some cleaning. Anybody ever been there? Now, I, got, I, I get that. Because like if, I, if I've been like working, working hard, that's what me working hard looks like. Y'all see how often I do like manual labor. Melinda knows. Melinda drove by on Thursday. On Thursday, I was beating my lawn to death, man. My lawn was doing things it wasn't supposed to do, and so I had to regrade it. I got the shovel. This, isn't, this probably is not how you're supposed to do it. But I got all the dirt out, and I just started smacking that dirt. You know, over and over and over again. Guess what? I sweat. I sweat a lot. I'm just a sweaty guy, as you've probably learned by now. You know, um, I'm a sweaty dude. But how many of you know when you do that kind of physical labor, your pits, they might stink a little bit. And so we walk around. How do we walk around when our pits stink? Like this. <laughs> I don't Don't smell me. Don't smell me. How many of y'all think this is the way God wants us to live? <laughs> is this how God wants us to live? I don't think so. But also, God doesn't want us just living, smell my pits. They're terrible, you know. He wants to work in and through us. So that we don't have to be ashamed of the stank, but we get it washed off. Hello? <laughs> Again, John 13, 8. Peter said to him, Never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no place with me. How many of y'all want a place with him? then let him move. Let him wash your feet. He's not afraid of the stink. He's not afraid of your dirt. Sacrifice your pride and trade in your shame for freedom. I'm going to say that again. Sacrifice your pride and trade in your shame for freedom. Fear of confessing your stink is giving it all the more power to be stinky. Listen, when I, I row, when I work out, I row. And if you don't know this, rowing is one of the things that really gets a good sweat going. You sweat a lot. Now, let's say I sweat in, this, in these clothes, and I just, like, put them in a corner because I don't like the way they smell. So I put them away, and I just let them fester. They're just going to get stinkier and stinkier and stinkier. I can hide them away, but they're just going to keep on getting stinkier, man. And it spreads. And it spreads, yeah. Yeah, it does. The bacteria will spread, man. If you would just not be ashamed about it, clean them, air them out, wouldn't life be better? What I'm saying is don't even give sin and fault or hurt the opportunity to grow. Let's just recognize immediately, oh, I need, I need my feet cleaned. I need my feet cleaned. Can we say that together? I need my feet cleaned. 
James 5.16, you see some of us might say, well, that's just for the work of the Lord. He'll do it all. Therefore, confess your sins to who? Ooh. To one another. And pray for one another so that you may be healed. Listen. The body of Christ should be able to safely share shortcomings, hurt, shame, sin with one another. We should be able to do that. We should be able to not hide in fear or shame of judgment. And I think the reason why some people are afraid of sharing is because they tried it maybe once upon a time and they were met with distant, vague response. Well, God, well, well, God will take care of it. God will take care of it. Right, but aren't you a part of his body? So can't you help me right now? Can't you? And listen, I love that it's not, it's not like, so you just ask someone else and they will take on all the labor themselves. No, they're going to pray. Who are we praying to? God. Come on, we're still ultimately drawing from him. But we're called to share this stuff and not pretend that we got it all together because we don't. No one in this room has it all together. Not me, not you. If I think I do, I'm wrong. If you think you do, you're wrong. We don't. And we need one another. And we need to be humble and admit our need. We need one another, you guys. Some of the most intimate moments I've had with Christ and believers are when I've had hurt or shame or pain and I've been able to be vulnerable and share that and not be met with a, uh, to be met with a, let's enter into this instead. Everything changes. Remove shame from the equation and let yourself be washed. John 13, 9 through 10a. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. Otherwise, he is completely clean. Listen, when you mess up, you're not a mess up. Sometimes when we mess up, everything's wrong. My whole being is dirty. No, it's not. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, but sometimes you need a foot bath. Doing life in this fallen world, you guys, again, we pick up dust and, and dirt and grime. And we just, we need a foot bath. And we need to help one another in this. Let's serve one another well by being good listeners, good servers. Amen. Loving each other in and through pitfalls, pains. I want us to be known as a community of lovers. John 13, 34 through 35. Let's read this together. I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples 
if you have love for one another. If your hope in the church is to find a sterile, perfect group of people who never get dirty or look dirty or make mistakes, go somewhere else. You're not going to find it here. If you want perfect people, you're not going to find it. Sorry. But if you want a people who's going to do their best to love well, self-sacrificially, help one another in time of need, through various ups and downs, then the church is for you. Then the church is for you. Maybe I need to say that again. If you're looking for a people who will not make mistakes, you're not going to find it here. If you expect me to not make mistakes, you're not going to find that here. If you expect Pastor Paul to not make mistakes, you're not going to find that here. If you expect this body of people to not make mistakes, you're not going to find that here. What I hope you find here is love. Honestly, love. Him working through us to one another. That shines in the earth. That's how people will know us. That's how we're different. Amen? Amen. Last scripture. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. And we'll wrap with this. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility. Can you say humility? humility. Consider one another as more important than yourselves. The world doesn't revolve around you or me. That'll free you up. It'll free you up to know that. You won't take on pressures. Not everything will be so personal. Commit to a life of selflessly loving others and you're going to be as free as you can be. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests but also for the interests of others. So be it in our church. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Awesome.